You're listening to the CXMH Podcast. CXMH is a podcast at the intersection of faith and mental health. Hey, welcome back to the show. My name is Robert Vore, and I am joined as always by my co-host, Dr. Holly Oxhandler. Holly, how are you today? Hey, Robert. I am doing pretty good. How are you doing today? I'm doing, yeah, pretty well. I was just uh, messing around with Instagram Live, seeing what, what I can do with that. So it might be terrible. I don't know. It's, you know, I just wrapped it up and then we hopped on here. Oh, so that's it might be terrible, so but that's all fun. right. Oh my gosh. That's fun. That's, yeah, who knows? <laughs> I know. We should, you know, what we should do though. We should find a time sometime for you and I to pop on just for our listeners to like ask yeah. us questions and, Put us on the spot. Doesn't that sound so much fun? Mm, sure. <laughs> oh, I'm just playing. Uh, I'm just playing. Partially. The first half of it sounded fun, and then you mentioned being put on the spot, which, you know, I enjoy that I can edit this. That's but, true. Uh, that's true. That's all right. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. No, I, I just think it would be fun at some point. Uh, like, I love that you got on Instagram Live today, and hopefully at some point we can find a time to connect with our listeners in that way. That would be fun. Yeah. 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 I think I have officially, and maybe part of this is uh, me turning 30 in the last week, mm-hmm. right? But I think I've like passed beyond the threshold where I'm like, what is this new thing now? What's this? What are we doing with this yeah. TikTok? Or like, you know, and obviously I, <laughs> I know what TikTok is, but yeah. just like, there's all these new things. I'm always like, Oh, what is this? I don't know. I know. Which I remember very vividly being on the flip side of that. Yes, so, you know. I know. I know. I've been watching some of the new those little training videos on reels. I mean, I'm five years older than you, so I feel like I'm a little bit further down that. Like, what is this thing? And <laughs> what someone has to teach me how to do this. Whereas before, it's like I would just jump into some new technology, like as if I've known how to use it. The whole time yeah. and now it's like oh what I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> and it's pretty yeah. obvious so anyways so in addition to doing Instagram live today like what have you been up to over the last week yeah we went out of town for a little bit Ooh. last weekend mm-hmm. uh, the weekend before we're recording this which I know we're always like a week off but so that was really fun we got to spend some time at a lake and Ooh. you know kind of just get away for a little bit which is always good I know you know in this in this time of covid it's a little harder to like get out and about and go do fun things and so I think that's been good for us to try and like mm-hmm. kind of creatively find ways like how do we get out of the house especially now you know I'm, I'm working from home fully for the time being yeah and Brooke is working m- a lot of, a lot of the time from home mm-hmm. um, her team is kind of like rotating who goes in to do things and so for me it's I think I could easily go like a very long time without leaving the house yeah. right because there's like unless I go grocery shopping which usually we just do like a pickup or you know so right. uh, it's been good to try and find ways to like how do we, how do I go do something or like just see something different than the same like six rooms yeah. or whatever not that my house is huge and has six rooms no, but right. <laughs> uh, you know yeah so yeah no, but it's hard you know I think I'm sure a lot of people are feeling like hey how do I get out and like do something different you know yes yeah I, I yeah I definitely don't think y'all are alone in that yeah, and just trying to creatively think of different ways of how to spend your time without, yeah. you know, while appreciating the ways that you have been able to spend your time, but also being like, okay, well, 
what else can I do? Like, I love that y'all were able to get out and, and specifically to celebrate your birthday, which happy birthday again. I'm just so fun. Um, I love birthdays though, because birthdays are when you get to be celebrated just for being you. Like you, there's no accomplishment tied to it whatsoever. And so I really do hope you felt, you know, that sense of celebration just for being you on that day. But yeah, I just ways and especially, actually, I'll say too, and even celebrating birthdays during COVID has been so tricky too, right? Because it yeah. you can't, you know, it's so hard to, we just haven't celebrated birthdays in isolation like this before. So yeah. What have y'all been up to the past week? Yeah, we have, um, I don't know. We did not go to the lake. That's for sure. But <laughs> that is okay. I feel like we are uh, finding our just our rhythm in this new semester and what this is looking like. And I think I usually say that for like the first four weeks of every semester, whenever we do these intros where I'm like, we're finding our rhythm for like a month. Um, but especially right now in the midst of everything, we are, we really are like, it's, it's been changing with having our kids doing um, online school and each week the teachers have been learning more and adapting and improving and just thinking of different ways to continue to connect with the kids. And so that's been so awesome. And we're just trying to kind of shift and adjust and adapt with them. And so, um, so that's been interesting, but, but yeah, I mean, we've been good, but, and I've also been trying to weave in some of the wisdom of our guest this week and weave in some of her tips and advice and thoughts and just the good work she does. Should we talk that a little bit about A plus for the segue? Look yeah. at that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We were super excited to have Dr. Amber Thornton come back on. She actually came on the show years and years mm-hmm. ago, which sounds weird to say no. uh, because sometimes I forget how long that the show has existed, but she came on back in 2017 to talk about something kind of entirely different, mm-hmm. but we brought her on this time because she has shifted kind of what she focuses on professionally and she has created a, a whole podcast and Movement. program and, and yeah, I think yeah. called Balanced Working Mama, uh, where she helps working moms figure out, okay, how, you know, am I really being balanced in my life? Kind of this holistic approach. Mm-hmm. How do I maintain uh, being healthy in all the various ways that that we talk about being healthy, right? Yeah. Um, and so it was really awesome to have her back on, even if obviously you're not a working mom, which like I am not, right? Mm. I still loved the episode, just hearing her wisdom. There's plenty that we could all apply, but then also yeah. obviously I'm married to a working mom, or like a lot of us know other working moms, things like that. And so uh, I think it was, I think it was, it was great. Yeah, yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree. I think it. There were a lot of takeaways from it that I walked away with as, you know, a mom who works, but also I love how she really does talk to as well about like how do you how do you care for um women who are juggling both the mother role and who is working at the same time and just, you know, and any parent who I mean it's not just for moms, although I do recognize there are, are layers uh with motherhood that may be a little bit different, but I don't know. I just, I love this episode and I have loved following Dr. Thornton for 
a while now since you brought her on back in 2017 and just seeing the stuff that she's posting these days. Yeah. All right. Well, we will get out of the way. And here is our interview with Dr. Amber Thornton. All right, today we are so excited to be joined by Dr. Amber Thornton. She is a clinical psychologist, a wife, and a mama to an amazing little boy. She was previously on CXMH, actually, way back in 2017 on episode 25, but a lot has changed in her career since then. In 2019, she launched Dr. Amber Thornton Consulting, which provides a number of services, but one of her greatest joys and passions has been growing Balanced Working Mama. The mission of Balanced Working Mama is simple, to help working mothers balance work, motherhood, and wellness. And while that does say simple, uh, right below that Mm. on your website, you say, I want to completely change the narrative of what is possible for working mothers, which is maybe a little less simple. Amber, it's so good to have you back on the show. How are you doing today? Thank you. I am so glad to be back. It just, it feels like it was just yesterday, but it wasn't. It was a long time ago since I was here. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm doing really well today. Um, I know I just was telling you all today, we put my son back into daycare. So mm. I've been trying to be flexible with the day just because I wasn't sure how that was going to go. But so far it's going yeah. well. So yeah. I'm doing today. That's awesome. Yeah. So when we're uh, talking about being a balanced working mom, there's just, you know, you're right in the thick of it. That's which right. Cool. It's not kind of theoretical for you, right? It's like, hey, no, I'm, I'm in this with you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. That's yeah. awesome. Well, I know. Uh, so obviously I, I connected with you back in 2017 and it's been super cool for me over the past few years to kind of watch you obviously like from afar, at, like on the internet. That's all of that mm-hmm. sounds so weird. Anyway, <laughs> uh, to watch you uh, find what you're really passionate about and like lean into that, right? Because mm-hmm. this is a new thing. You weren't last time we had you on the show. You were living somewhere different, but also uh, I don't. You weren't. You didn't have your consulting and balance working. Mama wasn't a thing, and so mm-hmm. it was kind of a whole different set of things that you were doing. Mm-hmm. Why? Kind of what led you to kind of shifting gears into working moms? Why are they such an important area for you and just like in general? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question, and it's just you know I love to be able to reflect back on life because if you would have asked me in 2017, or if you would have said like, "Hey, Amber, by the way, in 2020." you're going to be doing this thing called Balanced Working Mama and you're going to be catering towards working mothers. And I would have been like, no, that's not what I'm going to be doing because I'm not into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it just, it's just so funny how life kind of evolves and transformed. And I think for me, um, back in 2017, I was just in a much different space. I was not a mother at that point, And I was really, really, really into racial and social justice. And that, yeah. that took up a lot of my... Um, mental and emotional space. And, you know, that is something that I'm still very passionate about, but I've learned along the way that I just, I just think the way that I process that is now a little bit different and it's a little bit more internal and it's a, it's it's a different way. And I think it's just because I've aged and my life experiences have changed and that no longer is something that I I feel able to be very, very vocal about because now it's just very, very personal. And, um, Mm. you know, Mm. I became a mother, I, um, you know, I, I knew, I have a whole complicated relationship about, you know, when I when I wanted to become a mother and how I wanted to do that. And that's, you know, honestly how Balanced Working Mama came about. It's, you know, part of the story is that before I became a mom, honestly, I, I didn't, I wasn't sure if I wanted to be one. And it was because growing up, I really didn't see 
good examples of women balancing their work and their wellness and being mothers. It seemed like it was all or nothing Mm -hmm. or, you know, women were just, you know, so focused on family and so focused on children that they either had to give up their careers or they, they didn't pay attention to their health. They couldn't be happy. You know, God forbid they decide they want to buy themselves an outfit. It just, and I, that scared me. And I I knew Mm -hmm. that I didn't want to live that way because I am so passionate about my work. I love being a psychologist. And so I had to make some really hard decisions about, you know, if I do become a mother, what type of mother I want to be and how I'm going to do this and still be able to show up as a psychologist, show up in my work and in my field. Um, But then also just continue to love me for who I am, because I think that was another piece. I did so much personal work throughout my 20s and just becoming someone that I actually really love. And that's a lot of hard work. And so now mm-hmm. that I'm yeah. at that yeah. point, I just I just knew that I would I just couldn't allow motherhood to take that away from me. And so, you know, that's kind of how I got here today. Um I became yeah. a mother in twenty nineteen and I was so determined to be able to still be all those other parts of me. And then I realized mm. this is something that I can help other women with as well. And that's just kind of how it came to be. I love that. I love that. Well, and I feel like watching kind of some of this this um, transition too, I mean, Robert kind of talked about what it was like for him. And I know when your first episode came out, which, you know, I definitely want to point our listeners back to on episode 25, I actually was assigning that episode to my students because it was such a good episode. But to see kind of how that has shifted and changed and evolved and your movement into motherhood. And, you know, like you were saying, like you've done so much work around, you know, caring well for yourself and loving yourself. And and what does that look like as a working mom? I mean, I can definitely attest to kind of that juggle and have loved getting to watch a lot of what you've been doing because it's so relevant. I mean, I've loved getting to, you know, kind of try to juggle some of these, um, I don't want to say juggle, but try to step into some of these ways that you've been leading mothers to care for themselves well and to be able to be working and mothering and being themselves. And I just, I, you have led us so well, Amber, through this. And so I really just want to start by thanking you for everything that you've done to help so many working moms um, with your program. Wow. It's been awesome to watch. I appreciate that, you know, and I I think that it's really good for me to hear that because one of the things I was very, it still is very important to me is that like, you know, I can't do this work for other people if I'm not doing it myself. That just would be completely incongruent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to like be committed to it as well. But then also, you know, all the things I talk about on my podcast and in the program is things I'm actually doing too, because there's no way that I could be instructing and coaching, you know, working mamas how to do these things if I'm not committed to it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I appreciate that that's showing up um, because it's definitely something I'm always working on. How can I as well, continue to, um, you know, keep my boundaries firm and be more assertive in certain areas and communicate more and, you know, ask for more help and and delegate a little bit more, you know, just all these things that we talk about all the time, I'm I'm still working on too. So I'm glad that it's it's showing through. Is that, sorry, this is like a a silly side question. Is that ever annoying? Because I know there's, there are moments for me where something's happening and I think to myself, 
okay, that's not how you would like, that's not what you would say to your clients, Mm -hmm. try to do this other thing or whatever. And that moment Mm. is always like simultaneously very annoying that I'm like, leave me alone head or whatever. (laughs) But then also like, okay, fine. You know? So I just, when you're talking about thinking about that, I just, I'm curious if anybody else finds that like a little bit annoying. (laughs) You know, honestly, for me, I felt it a few weeks ago, maybe last, maybe two weeks ago now. I just wasn't feeling good. Like I just was feeling really stressed and I was feeling overwhelmed. And so there was a part of me in my head where I was like, you know, balance working mama would teach you that (laughs) you need to do this. And Mm -hmm. it was annoying. But I think for me too, sometimes I get kind of nervous in those moments because it's like, oh no, am I like am I not living up to um, what I'm, I'm supposed to be helping other people do? And then if, if I can't, then what does that mean about me? And what does this mean about this work? And, and then I have to remind myself, well, you know, you're human, <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's why people need yeah. help with this and, and you're not immune from that. And so yeah, I get it. It is annoying, but then also it's just like <laughs> a nice little reality check of like, well, you're human and you know, you're going to yeah. have hard days too. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that's just a thing for helping professionals. You know, we, people believe that we have it all together all the time, but that's mm-hmm. not, that is far from the truth. That's right. We're figuring <laughs> yeah. it out too, just like everybody else. Yeah. Well, we'll get to, I, I'd love to dive into some of the changes that COVID has have specifically brought to working moms in a second, but could you talk with us first about some of the challenges just that Um, working moms face in general? Yeah, I think in general, especially for millennial working mamas, we, we just do a lot. (laughs) There's just so much Mm -hmm. that we're doing. And I know, I feel like what I'm noticing is that with millennial women, um, things are different. You know, most of us are doing things very differently than how our mothers and our grandmothers did them. But we're still stuck in this place where like, Action-wise, things are different, but then our our mentalities or our mindsets around motherhood are still Mm. somehow stuck. And I think that's where a lot of the guilt comes in. So, like, there are many of us who might be the breadwinners in our home or Mm -hmm. we're, you know, um, making equal or more than our partners. Or there are many of us who have businesses and are being mothers. And, you know, we're doing a lot of things. We're very ambitious. We're very passionate. But then there's these beliefs about what it means to be a mother or what it means to be a, a woman that that still hold us back. And so there's like this incongruence of, you know, I need to be doing all these things because I've got all this student loan debt. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and, you know, like I've, I got to work, I've got to mm-hmm. do this, but I've also have all these passions and these drives. But my belief systems and the things I've been taught about motherhood is that I need to play it small or I need to um, find out a way to do it all and not inconvenience my partner or I can't ask for help because if I do, then someone's going to judge me. And so, you know, I think that's one of the things Mm -hmm. I'm seeing is that a lot of us feel... I don't know. I think I'm noticing that like a lot of us just need some permission to just like let that go or to accept different ways of what it means to be a mother so that we then can kind of like walk in it a little bit differently. You know, I hope that makes sense. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I love, I love what you're describing because I think I see it 
with my clients all the time, regardless of if they're moms or whatever, right? But like so many things, it feels like have shifted kind of in our our understanding of them over the past couple of generations cognitively. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of us are still carrying kind of the like embodied, like implicit messages mm-hmm. of like, oh, but I should be doing yeah. this, even though like cognitively I would ascribe to, oh, it's okay to like make different types of money or like whatever it is, right? Like, but the like kind of implicit messaging still feels very it's almost like it takes a couple of generations to like for those implicit mm. messages to like work themselves out where people actually are living along with like the new quote unquote, like cognitive understandings, if mm. that makes sense, you know, a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, it, it, while you were just talking, I was just thinking, you know, there are a lot of homes right now, you know, working mamas and their partners where things are a little bit more even in terms of like household responsibility mm. we're taking. But what I notice is that the mamas, the the mentality around it is still a little bit behind because even though things are still even, she feels, you know, well, I should I should be doing more. <laughs> I, I should be doing more. Like really I should find a way to, to do more of this. Or, you know, I just want to give my husband a break. Um, or my partner a break. And we you know, I think you're absolutely right. I think sometimes the implicit beliefs and, and all of that, it just takes more time to catch up. And that's exactly where those shoulds come from and that guilt and that that mama anxiety is just right in there in that in the middle of all that stuff where we're trying to wait we're waiting on the the mindset and the mentality of this stuff to catch up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's it's so important. I mean, it's so important to name some of this. I think that's one of the gifts, especially of the work that you've been doing, is that you really articulate some of this well and bring some of these um, elements to our attention so that we can be, you know, intentionally questioning them as we need to, or, you know, reframing them or, you know, just critically thinking through them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, it's really, it's so good. So obviously right now is an even more chaotic and stressful time for working moms with COVID. And I know I just kind of alluded to that a little bit ago with the last question as working moms are juggling COVID and um, and anxiety with that and homeschooling and working from home and having kids running into the room while you're sometimes recording podcasts because that definitely doesn't happen in our household. <laughs> but but um, but we're just juggling. I mean, working moms are juggling mm-hmm. so many things right now yeah. that we have never had to juggle before and really don't have a lot of guidance in like, how do we navigate these things? Mm -hmm. And so what have you seen in terms of these additional challenges and added stressors and just uh, other layers that working moms are facing right now? Mm. Oh my gosh, it's so much. (laughs) I know, I know. Yes. (laughs) Where do I even begin? There's just so much. And I think, okay, so two big things okay maybe three let me write them down so I don't forget because my brain you are no it's yeah you're fine (laughs) I feel like even though my son is 15 months I never really recovered from like the the baby brain thing Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) I I understand yep my son's like two and a half and I still feel that way often I know we're we're on year eight so it doesn't (laughs) it hasn't changed with our eight-year-old either Yeah, it just, I don't think it'll go away. But okay, so I just wrote down three big things that I think um, the pandemic have really 
hindered for working mamas. And so, of course, there's more, but these are just the three big things that come to mind for me. And one is just the the lack of childcare. <laughs> I think that's a big mm-hmm. one. You know, it is extremely difficult to work when your children are at home. It's really hard. It's it's like almost yeah. impossible. And I think there's challenges no matter what age your child is. Um, if you have really, really little ones, it's, it's hard because they require so much attention and so much care. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then if you have older ones who are in school, for some of us now, they're learning virtually and they need our assistance to figure out, okay, well, what Zoom room do you need to be in right now? And how do mm-hmm. I submit this homework assignment? There's just so much um, in terms of having that be lost. And so I think that is such a big challenge and such a big struggle and honestly not a lot that we can do about. Um, and I think that's the tough part, you know, in, in Balanced Working Mama and like the programs and stuff, you know, sometimes there are conversations that come up around, you know, there are some things that we can control right now. And then there are some things that we cannot control. Yeah. For some of us, we don't have a lot of control around childcare or um, our schools being virtual right now. So that is such a loss because I think it then bleeds into the next big thing that mamas have taken a hit Mm -hmm. on is the work boundaries. I think so many of us feel hesitant to be open and honest with our employers about the challenges that we're having with our children or with our families or with the Mm -hmm. pandemic. And I think it's definitely a reflection of our society being unfair in nature in terms of gender equality. I think women are mm-hmm. more likely to be harmed in the workplaces when there are things going on at home. You know, women take a hit in our salaries when we have babies, when we mm-hmm. go through. There's just so much wrapped up in that socially and systemically. And so that then comes out in um, the beliefs and feelings of, well, I can't tell my job that I'm struggling to work right now because if I do, they'll look down on me or they'll then assume that I can't do my job. And so then mamas are in this place where they're like, I have to go above and beyond to prove that I can still do my job in this pandemic. And that is just so, Mm -hmm. just so much work because realistically, you know, all of us are operating at like 50% capacity or less, you know? And so to feel pressure to go above and beyond to prove that you can still do your job is just completely ridiculous. And it's not something that I'm hearing men have to do as often or feel that. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think that's a big one. But then yeah. also a lot of us or a lot of the mamas that I've worked with have really taken a hit in terms of their social support because they're just not able to be social and engage with friends and family members as much. And so I think there's a lot of isolation that a lot of us are feeling. And with, of course, with isolation that can then lead to mental health symptoms and mm-hmm. this, yeah. you know, challenges all around. So the pandemic has really thrown a wrench in a lot of our, a lot of our plans, a lot of our family mm-hmm. routines, a lot of things for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, just as you were explaining that, I mean, not only is there such a knowing, like, yeah, I, a lot of what you're saying, I, I just, it really resonates, but, um, but I've also, so, so being in academia and, and in research and teaching, I've definitely been hearing about like just one example of kind of what you are saying is I know in, 
in academia that journals are finding, academic like research journals are finding more male researchers are submitting papers because the men have been more productive through the pandemic and the female researchers, it's like totally the the number of papers from female academics and scholars have dropped because a lot of women are taking on more of those day-to-day chores or kids, you know, they'll run to mom for questions before they run to dad. Um, And that's just, you know, Mm. anyways, all that to say, I mean, I, I think it's been interesting at least in the the spheres that I've been in, like to start seeing some of this tangible data that that's showing what you are saying yeah. is absolutely true. Yep. It's infuriating. Mm. <laughs> it, I hate yeah. that. I, I read something the other day how um, we're going to see a loss um, or a decline in women in the workforce because mm. and then I think too, you know, how that then affects like women of color specifically. And mm-hmm. it's, it's mind boggling that this is going to happen, but it's real, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I know on your website, you offer a wellness assessment that highlights nine critical areas of wellness for working mothers. Uh, Would you be willing to talk a little bit about kind of those nine areas and how we keep them in mind just as kind of a practical framework for talking about balancing working moms? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So the wellness assessment is, um, it's actually like, the very first thing I offered with Balanced Working Mama, because I, you know, and I think that's just the psychologist in me. <laughs> I knew I was like, okay, I, I want to help people, but also I want to be able to collect some data. And I want something that actually um, can be indicative of, you know, trends and patterns and, and numbers. And so I created a, a, a wellness assessment. And so um, the very first version of the wellness assessment, actually, there were 12 areas of concern. And so that's also the beauty of, you know, transformation and evolving and learning with the first Empower Wellness Program and about 20 mamas taking that wellness assessment. I realized I wanted to modify the areas a little bit um, and condense some. So now there are nine areas of wellness. And so I, I feel mm-hmm. a little bit better about this version of the assessment. But there are areas, and for me, they are, you know, just areas that I feel working mamas really need to focus on in terms of what it means to be well. And so, for instance, I think when we think of wellness, we automatically think of like physical health. And so that is one of the areas of wellness that is covered in the wellness assessment. But I also help mamas understand that it's more holistic. And so, for instance, another area of wellness in the assessment is something I call the village. And so, the village is basically, you know, supportive adult, supportive and reliable adult people in your life, whether they're in your home or outside of your home, who you trust and can rely on for caretaking responsibilities or home responsibilities. You know, we don't realize how that is something that contributes to and or can take away from our wellness. If we don't feel like Mm -hmm. we have helpers or if we don't feel like we have reliable adults or supportive people in our lives, it absolutely can take away from our ability to be well as mamas. Or for instance, another one is time management and organization. That is an area of wellness because we we I'm sure that we can relate when we don't feel organized, when we don't feel like our time is managed, whether it's with us or with our families, we feel frazzled and we feel yeah. you know, like we don't have enough time or we can't get things done. And that absolutely 
truly can hinder your wellness. And so, you know, I hope that that kind of shows you that with the wellness assessment, really it, the purpose is to show mamas that wellness is not just one thing. There's so many things. And I want us to be thinking about all these areas, especially the ones that we don't really give a lot of consideration to. Yeah, that's really good. I think that attention to the time management is super important too, especially in this season where there are so many things that are kind of, you know, just there's the rhythms and routines kind of change frequently. And so paying attention to that is is important. But I like that holistic care that that you focus on. That's so good. Yeah. And like, for instance, there's another one, um, another wellness category that is intellectual and creative wellness. And again, this is not something that Mm. automatically think about when you think of wellness, but you know, we, as women, women and mothers, we're, we're still human. And, you know, most of us have this urge to be stimulated um, intellectually or cognitively or creatively. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I challenge mamas to think about, okay, well, when was the last time you learned something new? Or when was the last time you created something or you felt creative or you felt like you were able to engage in that creativity? Um, You know, again, things we don't often think about or assume are part of our wellness, but they really are. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I, I, yeah, no, that, I mean, I think paying attention to each of those areas are so important and you're right. Like creativity isn't an area that we talk about very often, but it is important to our well being. And I just, I love, I love all of that. It's so good. Well, I do want to acknowledge that um, sometimes, you know, we we definitely can err on the side of self-care type information, but mm-hmm. certainly um, as part of this show, we also believe that, you know, we are in this together and that communities play a really huge role in people's care. And you kind of alluded to that just a moment ago on, on how important that is that, you know, finding others to support us through this season. Um, but if I, let's say I'm a, a friend or a partner or a pastor or a family member or whatever, um, just someone within the community of a working mom, how how could I support them well? Or how do I help support them well? Mm, that's a really great question. Mm, I love that question. Well, thank you. I give Robert all the credit for that question. <laughs> That's a good question. And you know what? I love that question because it, it challenges me to kind of think about it from that perspective more too because I, I think mm. I'm so focused on, okay, well, how can we help ourselves and how can we reach out yeah. to people so that they know we need help? But then, you know, like you said, from the perspective of someone else, how can they help? But Because I think that comes up a lot, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's like someone who's a partner or a friend or, you know, like you said, I think people notice when a mama needs some help or when they need some support. And so I would say, you know, the one big thing is to really just acknowledge it, you know, just kind of say, hey, um, you know, I'm noticing this or I'm concerned about you. I'm worried about you because I know you've got a lot going on. How can I help? You know, I think sometimes just extending that helpful hand or the offer to help can can mean a lot, even if that mom initially doesn't accept the help, because that's probably going to happen. <laughs> um, you know, letting her know that you're there. But then also sometimes something that's really helpful for mamas, because I know that a lot of us have like decision fatigue, where it's like, you know, we're constantly yes. to make decisions. And yes. So it's like, um, you know, instead of asking how I can help, maybe just do something to help. 
Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yeah. That's even, yeah. even if you're not a hundred percent sure or clear if it'll be helpful, um, you know, do something that you think could be helpful because it it might be more helpful than you realize. You know, um, so I think something like that could be helpful. Just you know, find a way to take some of the load off for her. Um, but you know, also I think just being real and honest, and if you are concerned, let her know. Um, because I think many of us need more spaces where we can just be open and vulnerable. And sometimes if someone else points it out for us, that's like the, the permission or, or the open door that we need to walk through it and say, you know what? Yeah, I, I am struggling or I have been needing some help with this. Yeah, that's so yeah. good. Those are so practical. And I, I love, I love how you just said, you know, they're not going to, a lot of times moms aren't going to want to, they're not always going to know what they need help with. And so being able to think of a tangible like, hey, I'm going to, you know, um, send dinner to your home tonight. Mm-hmm. Like I'm getting your, you dinner tonight. Or, hey, you know, why don't I, you know, I know you got to navigate this carefully in the pandemic, but, you know, maybe I'll uh, have someone who, you know, you trust or has been kind of within your close circle through the pandemic come by and help watch the kiddo so you can just get out for a little bit or, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, but, like so many things. Okay. I love the idea of like sending dinner because you could do that virtually. Mm-hmm. Like even if it's like a Zoom date with the kids or something, like yeah. hey, put the kids in one room, put put me on the TV or the, or the laptop, I'll engage them for like 30, 45 minutes and you just do whatever you need. <laughs> <laughs> like something yeah. as simple as that, you know, just finding a way to take some of the load off so that she can do, you know, whatever it is that she needs and wants to do. And ideally, it'll, hopefully it'll be for herself. Yeah, yeah. that's so good. Mm-hmm. Well, um, just in light of this work that you've been doing, I would love to hear what your hope is for this work as you continue to to offer this to other fellow working moms. Mm. Mm, what's my hope for this work? Yeah, I just wanted to reach more people. Like I, I think that's my big thing. I'm always like when I think of balance working, my mom. Like I just wanted to grow, and I think it's I wanted to grow because I don't want I don't even I want I don't want this to be a thing anymore. Like I just want it to be normal. I want it to be normal that you know women and mothers we take care of ourselves and we put ourselves first you know I don't want it to have to be something that we have to join a program to learn how to do you know it, I'm, I'm glad that we're doing it because you know we're we're changing the narrative and you know we're helping a lot of people but like when you think about it like that at the end of the day it's like it's unfortunate that we have to do that to learn how to do these things and so mm-hmm. you know my ultimate goal is that like i said you know we completely change the narrative of what is possible for working mamas and i guess that means that if we do then i won't have this job anymore and that's fine mm-hmm. <laughs> you know then it means that we've done the work and you know the mission has been complete you know i just really want the mission to reach as many mamas as possible like i, I want to see all women and all mothers truly feel empowered to ask for what they need and ask for what they want and do do what they need to take care of themselves and take the time they need like all of that I want all of that to be possible and it's just like I get small glimpses of it but you know like every now and then somebody Mm -hmm. will put me up on Instagram like you know all that the podcast episode it really motivated me to do this or you know when you posted that it just really made me feel this and I love that and I want more of that like I want that 
on a whole global level. Like I want all of us to feel empowered to do these things all the time. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. I love that. And I am so grateful for just the work that you're doing and the way that you are empowering working mamas. I mean, it's every time you post something, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I should go for a walk or (laughs) I should, you know, go do something to, you know, to, to find more balance. And so I'm so thankful for your presence, Amber, in this world and the work that you're doing. So thank you. I appreciate that. Listener, if you want to connect with Amber, you can find her at dramberthornton.com on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Dr. Amber Thornton. You can connect with Balanced Working Mama at balancedworkingmama.com or on Instagram at balancedworkingmama, or you can listen to the Balanced Working Mama wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to connect with Holly, you can find her at hollyoxhandler.com or on any social media at hollyoxhandler. You can connect with me at robert-vore.com or on any social media at robertvore. Amber, thank you so much for coming back on the show and joining us today. Do you have any closing thoughts for our listeners? No, I just, you know, thank you all for having me on. And, you know, if there are any working mamas listening, you know, I just really encourage you do whatever you need to do to take care of yourself. And even if it causes you to feel a little bit of guilt or a little bit of nervousness or feeling hesitant, you know, ultimately we have to be well, we have to take care of ourselves. We cannot show up in our work or in our families, or we can't care for our children if we're not feeling well. So do whatever you need to do to take care of yourselves because it's needed. Thanks for listening to the CXMH podcast. Want to score some major brownie points? Leave us five stars and an honest review on iTunes. Follow us on social media at CXMH podcast and email us with questions, comments, and interview requests at CXMH podcast at gmail.com.